Now there's a pretty track for you, Jeremy Loops. What would I know? Always doing such amazing work for sure. That guy really knows how to make it happen. So we are celebrating Radio Day today. It is World Radio Day, but we're celebrating Radio Day and looking at the conversation of how radio addresses issues of trust and how some people, and certainly research is showing, people feel that, in fact, radio is more trustworthy than other organizations in the media. Now, I'm not quite sure how this exactly works, and I read some research that said that despite a global decline in trust in the Internet and social media networks, radio continues to be seen by people as one of the most trustworthy news sources. We're going to raise that uh, question and try and understand that. Um, You guys have been telling us... uh, how you listen to radio, when you listen to radio. You've been sending us some great, great messages. But we'll try and understand it more deeply at 9 o'clock when we go into our guest presenter. And we are doing it slightly differently today. Our guest presenter is going to be four different guests. We're going to cross over to Ireland. We're going to also stay here in South Africa as well. We'll look at community stations and public broadcasting and try and understand why we feel how we feel about radio in so many different ways. Nevertheless, it's 12 minutes past eight and it's time for us to go a breath of fresh air. And I'll tell you what, I really needed that. So we're going to go to someone that we've chatted to a couple of years back. Uh, She was 17 when we chatted to her and she developed a machine learning model that detected and classified cardiac arrhythmia beats. What that means, well, she explained to us, but she may have to explain to us further. She won an award for that with regards to the 2021 um, Virtual Global Youth Science and Technology Bowl, and she won the silver medal for the young scientists. And uh, now she is at UCT in her first year studying electrical and computer engineering. We thought we'd like to catch up and just see where she's at, what has changed, does she still believe in what she was researching, Kavya Kaushik, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. So, Kavya, you're in your first year at UCT. You're doing electrical and computer engineering. It's a while since we spoke to you. And I suppose I'm interested to know um, whether you still are working on that machine learning model. And if not, what are you doing? Um, So I am actually, I did work on that model two months ago. I'm not working on it exactly anymore. But I was working on it before, and I was working on one of the aspects of it, which was its compatibility with lower-end machinery in rural areas, and that was an aspect I was working on. And currently, I'm further developing my skills in machine learning and coding. So what do you mean by machine learning? So machine learning is basically um, a software system where you create a machine and you enable it to mimic human the way the human brain thinks. So you would teach it to learn to receive data and then use that data to automatically um, look, look at patterns or remember things, produce results based on that, just like a human brain works, by connecting the dots. And you would teach the machine to do that itself. Okay, so... From what you've just said and from what you said just before that, Kavya, your, your, your project that you were working on, the um, cardiac arrhythmia beats, you were saying that you, you were looking at it in relation to working with more simple um, machines and, and technology in order to address issues in uh, rural areas, and I imagine particularly in this country. Talk us through that, how it would have worked. 
So this is in terms of data conversion. Yeah. So in rural areas, the lower end machinery is more, is based mostly based on analog signals, unlike the higher end machinery in more urban areas. So this machine, this model needs to be compatible with the raw and unstructured analog data that these machines get. So to make this model more accessible and more realistic and to be able to implement it in any situation, it needs to be able to work with that raw unstructured data and sort of convert it to suit itself according to how it's been coded and then further use that data to then produce the required results. So I mean, you to be automatically able to convert the data. It's brilliant because here you are studying electrical and computer engineering, but you're talking about a very human-human disease, which is cardiac arrhythmia. So how do you take the human and the technology, pull the two together, and maybe that's not going to be the project you continue to work on, but I imagine that that sense of how we help the human or humanity is the critical part of what you're doing? I think the tech industry, that is a critical part of the tech industry, creating accessible solutions for the betterment of society. And technology definitely plays a huge role in this. And with this degree, I will get the necessary skill set and the mindset I need to solve this problem because it teaches you the necessary computer skills. And what a big aspect of engineering is also helping people and creating solutions that better our human society. So I think it definitely does tie in like that. It teaches you how to approach a problem and how to create it in a way that it can help people around us. So you're at UCT, you're studying at university, you shifted from Bryanston High School and uh, moved into the university tertiary terrain. How's it going? And how are you feeling about it comparative to school and certainly comparative to the last two years of lockdown and COVID? Um, so I will be starting classes tomorrow. So far we've had orientation week. So I did move down to Cape Town about a week ago and it's, I, I actually really love it. Um, <laughs> I think compared to high school, it's a, it's a lot wider and you, you get to meet so many more people from so many different areas. It's very diverse and you get to learn a lot, especially with orientation meetings. And with engineering, we learn, you meet people from different demographics and get to see the diversity and the different approaches people have towards this degree which is basically what engineering stands for, diversity and creating the solutions. Very briefly, talk to us about the different approaches that people have. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, well, that is, people come from different areas. People have different experiences. While I might have seen some things in my life, people have seen different things in their lives with how their families are, their areas, their communities. And I think when we all come together and sit at that sit at that table in orientation weeks working on an engineering problem. Everyone brings in their own experience, whether it is in terms of the technological solution, whether it's the human aspect, the communication aspect of it, or the sentimental aspect of it. And I think that's what creates the best model where we have different ideas from different people coming in. And it's also based on what people see them, so what people see the outcome of the model. So for some people, it might be saving lives. For some people, it could be improving our tech industry. So it's so many different things in terms of what people see an engineering degree doing for them. And you see all of those working together at the table, trying to create a solution. Kavya Kaushik, we hope uh, it goes really, really well. We look forward to you making a huge difference to South African society and beyond. She's 18 years old. She graduated from Bryanston High School. She's now at UCT first year. And uh, we spoke to her when she had developed a machine learning model which detects and classifies cardiac arrhythmic beats. I mean, it actually just astounds me. It's freaking brilliant. It's 20 past eight.